Come on, give God one more hand. Just thank him today. Just... There you go. There you go. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hey, if you're here this morning and you don't own a Bible, if you just hold your hand up, our ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. Guys, you need to get God's Word every day. Okay, every day. Now, I know there's great spiritual disciplines where you can read through the Bible in a year. That's an awesome plan to, to set out to do that. Uh, you know, we, we would challenge each other to uh, read a, at least a chapter of Proverbs every day. There's a chapter of Proverbs for every day of the month. So you, on, the, you know, on the 15th, you can read the 15th chapter. That's a great thing. But here's, here's bottom line. If you want to grow, bottom line, you've got to find a verse or two. That, that you don't speed read through, that you're not you know, checking off a list thing, but that you are actually weaving into the very fabric of your being. You know, that that you are getting on the inside of you. You just read it and repeat it and 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 read it and repeat it until it actually starts talking back to you. Till it starts, till till it starts coming up in moments, you know, that when life shakes you, that that's the first thing. You know, God's word. Don't get caught without God's word in your mouth, right? Because he said, don't you know, don't let the word of God depart from thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate day and night so that you will know what to do. And then you're going to be successful and then you're going to see great prosperity and success in your way because God's word will enlighten you. It'll, it'll, it'll help you to know what to do when normally you wouldn't know what to do, which is a lot of time for a bunch of us. Because there's a lot of situations that we that we engage in on a daily basis that in reality we don't know what to do we've just convinced ourselves we got this those are worse than the times that you recognize i don't know you know because you know when when you hit a when you hit a spot in life and you uh, and you know that you don't know well, then James, you know, really makes sense. If, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth liberally to all men and upbraideth not. I mean, that makes a lot of sense then. But when you're under the impression that you know what to do, that's actually more dangerous because you don't think you need to know anything. You think, I, I, know, I know this, I got this. And, and that's a dangerous place to live. And what's really awesome is that God's word on the inside of you will begin to come up and begin to challenge you. It's called conviction okay he, he, he will he will convict you with you know through the word of god it, it'll begin to challenge you and say wait a minute wait a minute you know isaiah put it this way you'll hear a word behind you saying this is the way walk ye in it when when you turn to the left or to the right what it's saying is that the word in the past it's not an angel following you around you know whispering in your ear the word behind you is the word that was put in the in the soil of your heart in the past that comes up in your present that opens doors to your future. And so he said, you know what, you're going to hear a word, right? And it's going to come up and it's going to show you where to go when you don't know where to go. When there's a decision to be made, turning left or right, when there's a decision to be made, God said, my word will give you direction. Now, a lot of us, again, we're under the impression we don't need direction. We think we know where we're going and how to get there. And in a lot of cases, it's true. You know, hey, we, we, you know, it's kind of like if I talked to 20 people and said, meet me at my house, and we all went, we'd probably all take different routes, but we'd all end up at the same place. But sometimes the path matters. You know, because if the Bible's true, 
And I believe the Bible's true. Let every man be a liar, but let God, his word, be true. And see, I just believe that the, the, the Bible's true. And the Bible says that eye has not seen and ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So uh, I love God. So I've never thought of, dreamed of, considered, never even crossed my mind some of the stuff that God has prepared for me. Huh. Because uh, i got to tell you something that's kind of impressive because I've had some pretty awesome thoughts. <laughs> but he says, you know what? You ain't even thought of this stuff yet. And I have prepared. And so then you do a word study on the word prepared. It means made ready in advance. So it, it's, it, it's made ready in advance. So sometimes the things that God has prepared for you are in a place where you'll collide with them. Well, then the path would be important so that you would be at the place where the things that he's prepared are waiting. But if you take a different path, you might get to the same destination, but you miss the things that were prepared for you because, well, no, that ain't the way it works. Oh, like you know better than God. So when you get to a place of decision, you need, to, you need the ability for God's word to give direction. See, well, because a lot of us, what we do is we live day to day, and, and, and Christians are great at this, okay? Christians are great at this because we, we live uh, with some really odd directions. Things that we've picked up along the way, things that we've heard in our journey, things that we thought we heard correctly. And, and can, can we just be real today? Sunday morning, it's going to be okay. Let's get real for just a minute. Sometimes we're weird. Come on. So sometimes it's just really kind of odd. Because we, it's, we, we have a picture that we say this represents us, but we don't look anything like it. And we don't live anything like it. But this is the picture. And if you say that's not who we are, we will hurt you. In Jesus' name. <laughs> but the reality is, is that uh, we, we need to find direction. We need, we need that word. We need that word. And so, see, here's the deal is that God's taken us to a place. It's going to be an awesome thing. You know, God's plan for us is to, is to prosper us. God's plan is to give us hope, to give us future. Life gets better when we do it God's way. I said life gets better when we do it God's way. Amen. It's just get, it just gets better. Thank you, Jesus, that, that you're on my side, that you're for me, not against me. That, thank you, God. Uh, and it's crazy because he, he just keeps, you know, every time we wander off the path, isn't that awesome? You wander off the path, but, but his love and his mercy and his grace come and nudge you back on. And he's going to help you have this collision with this purpose and this destiny for which he's formed and created you. But it's just, it's just cool, man, because, you know, you look around and you look at what God's doing, and, and, and we're, we're amazed at his goodness. You know, last week was the first time in like 11 years where I just came to church here. You know, we, we've been on, uh, you know, trips or something, and we just slide in somebody's church there. But even then, uh, you know, honestly, even then, most of the time, I show up, and, and, and I'll minister, I'll preach or something. And, and uh, very, very seldom, but the very first time I just came to church here last weekend, no responsibilities, no duties, no nothing, just walk in, you know, and, and, and you want to know what was nuts? I liked it. <laughs> Did, no. No, I mean, I liked it. Uh, I actually called friends on Monday, you know, pastor friends, and told them I went to church yesterday at my church. 
I would go there. I would actually attend that church. I liked it. It was awesome. You know, I parked off site, but they picked me up in the bus, and, and it was cool. They were nice to me. And, 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 you know, and we got out to the parking lot, and the greeters were there, and they were excited, and they were giving me high fives. But it wasn't, well, yeah, but that's because, no, no, they were doing it to everybody. And, and got, got in here, and, and dude, dude, the worship team was rocking. I mean, you know, hey, was, are they not doing awesome? And, 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 and what's funny is I know who they are. And, and it, was, it was the tech team. You guys are knocking it out of the park. And, 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 and some of you guys, you know, you, some of you guys, you see that and you say, well, yeah, you know, I'd like to say hi to it. No, don't tell me. Tell them. Join the team. You know, help out. Uh, the ice cream. I mean, I went all in last week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm all in. They sat me next to a hot chick. I liked it, and I was sitting there, and I'm sitting there, you, you know, and just, man, just taking it in, and just honestly being, just being blessed, because it just, like, oh, dude, this is just, I mean, I'm just having revelations, you know, like, my God, look at what God's doing, and, and, uh, and listening to Stephen teach, how many, I mean, you know, I just thought that was awesome, he did a great job, and, you know, and, and I'm pulling out little points, and, you know, the, the, I love this, this one point, where, where, and it's such an awesome point. I hope you caught it last week. But he said, God is not the God of the second chance. He's the God of another chance. Right? That, dude, that's awesome. You, you ought to be th- look at somebody and say, you should be more thankful than that. Uh, you, you know, it was so good. I, I like the fact that he was pointing out that Jonah, you know, that there was a reason. There, there was a reason behind his hesitancy, and most of us never think about that. We don't realize that, hey, the Ninevites want to peel your skin off, pop your eyeballs out, all while you're watching. You know, and and uh, there, there was, there was re- and it brought understanding to that. Uh, the one, one thing that you need to remember, because it's kind of like a law uh, in the way that people will remember you, though, and, and people will always remember, you know, people who haven't seen you in 15, 20 years, you know how they remember you? By the last stupid thing you did. Serious, you, you know, so you want to be kind of careful with that because you're going to be remembered for the last dumb thing you did in poor Jonah. <laughs> yeah, he, he was remembered for running from God. Uh, uh, I thought it was really cool. Hey, Kevin, you know what the old preacher said? I thought that was funny until he said it, and I realized I'm the old preacher. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm thinking, dude, that sucks. <laughs> and uh, uh, I was sitting there taking it all in, and, and in my spirit, I began to sense uh, you know, man, I, I started sensing some direction, and, and the words started popping up in me, and, and it was like, it was crazy, because uh, I began to, uh, to, to recognize something going on, and, and, and I began to talk to God about it, and, and you know what it was, is, is uh, I sensed a spirit of breakthrough. Man, you, you know, just a real, I'm, I'm talking, man, I, it was, you know, I've been doing this thing for a while, and, and if you're freaked out today, you should have been in some of the places we've been. Because, man, I tell you what, uh, whether you know it or not, we are full gospel. Man, I've been in places that would scare a Pentecostal. And, uh, you know, it's funny to me because a lot of people, well, I don't believe in that. It doesn't matter. 
It just don't. But uh, God was talking to me in the spirit of breakthrough, and, 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 and it's like it's in the house, and he started talking to me about what, you know, and just, just bringing revelation. Here, you know what breakthrough is? Breakthrough is, is a moment where uh, things begin to lose their grip, where, where you know, and, and it can be promoted by, by a real high moment, and it's a sense of insane gratitude, and man, I'm going to press to God like never before, or even a moment of, of deeply felt stress, crisis. It cause you to reach a place of breakthrough. But you know what happens in a lot of our lives is that we have, we have these moments of breakthrough, and they don't last long. Um, Keith and I, a couple, I guess, it, well, I guess it was just a little over a week ago, we went, went fishing, and we were out on the ocean, and we were halibut fishing, and Keith caught, like, one of the world's largest halibuts. Uh, not really, but I'm just, you know. <laughs> It was bigger than mine, so it had to be one of the world's biggest. However, on the boat, you know, on the boat and the way that they have it hooked up, on the boat, that, that, on the boat and that, that boat's been working, I don't know, a lot of years, and it's his dad's boat, and no one on the boat has ever caught two halibut at one time until now. Mm -hmm. They were this long. Uh, and I held them up, and, and, and they're like, well, that, I'm not sure that counts. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are these halibut? Yes. How many are there? Two. Okay. okay. Uh, we, we did pretty good. We came home with a, you know, truckload of, uh, of halibut and lots of crab. And until about day before yesterday, my whole world did this. Oh, you should be happy. It was calm seas. No, see, my dad had a boat. We fished every day for a year, which meant I was sick every day for a year. Yeah, I'd go out on the ocean, get sick, and the rougher the seas, the quicker you get that over with. The calmer the sea, the longer it takes. And it's like, hey, we're just going to get sick. You know, and, uh, except for I, I, did, I did try the sea band. Thank you, brother. He, uh, you know, because Ron said, hey, the C-band, and it's just a little wristband with a piece of plastic that protrudes out on each wrist, and it hits the pressure point. And the second day, not sick. First time in my entire life who was out there. But here, here's, I, who cares? Don't clap for that. My God. <laughs> we'll clap for anything. <laughs> yeah, he didn't barf. <laughs> so I'm telling you, Christians are weird. Which, by, by the way, if, you, if, if Keith gives you a, a, hal, a halibut steak, it could be the one I puked on. <laughs> but <laughs> too much, right? <laughs> All right? Does that bother you, Craig? I'll keep going then. Uh, no. uh, out, on the, out on the ocean, it just, it, you know, that picture's kind of fresh in my mind because what happens is, is a lot of us, we have these highs, whether it's a good thing or a stressful thing, but we have a moment where we break through. And, but but it recedes, and we go back down, and we make a decision, and then we change our mind. We're all in until that other opportunity comes up. Uh, I, I want to I hurry, but... Uh, I, I want to introduce something to you because where God's going to take us, he's going to bring us to a place, listen to me, he's, he's going to bring us to a place where we're going to have the opportunity for great clarity 
in our own individual lives. Uh, the, the clarity that God wants to bring is not intended so that you can look at others and know the decisions that they should make. Wouldn't it be cool if we could trade problems? Huh? Come on. It would be so awesome for you because you know how to fix everybody else's. But you've had yours for 20 years. You can't get it done. If only we could trade problems. It'd be like, here, take mine. Give me five minutes with yours. <laughs> we got it done. Here's the deal. I don't need to look at yours. I need God to give me clarity for mine. So that not only I could have a breakthrough, because breakthrough's easy for God. I just want you to get it. I just want you to understand. Breakthrough, that's nothing. Breakthrough in your situation? Cake. But what God wants you to experience as the result of breakthrough is lasting life change. Not a momentary break. Not a couple of good days. But lasting Life change. And lasting life change is a result of us hearing God's truth and choosing to respond. See, if you hear it, if you hear it and choose to respond to it, it can produce lasting life change. But if you just, you know, you don't want to just experience a breakthrough. You want to actually respond to the truth that can produce a breakthrough. A breakthrough is like the fruit, but you need the root to remain. See, the, the, the deal is, um, is that in life, and, and over the next several weeks we're going to be talking about this, but in life it's kind of represented with three chairs. And uh, we're actually going to be bring, bringing people up and having them, you know, help us out with this. But, and we're not going to be talking about them specifically, but just to help us visualize. But, uh, you know, the first chair, the first chair, and, and I've talked about this stuff before, but God began to show me some things that it's like, wow, this is going to be crazy. Uh, uh, but the first chair is, is a chair of commitment. It's total commitment to God, right? It's I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, baby. Though none go with me. Second chair is compromise. It's a place of great duplicity. It's a place where, hey, I'm following Jesus, but seek first the kingdom of God is kind of built on my interpretation. Because you know, well, see, here's the deal, is, is that it, a person in the first chair, you know, just in your mind, just, just picture, maybe, maybe she's a single mom, and she works hard to, 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 to make ends meet, but, but she has a, a, not an awareness of God or, or an acquaintance with God, but she has a relationship with God. And she, you know... She, she prays every day. God, her, her, her favorite question, God, what do you got for me today? 
She's, she often talks with, her, with friends and co-workers and says, well, you know, God's been speaking to me about this. She's the one that in the lunchroom, you kind of, whoa, you know, because that's a little odd. But, but, she, but she, has a, she has a deep, heartfelt commitment. And sometimes she doesn't do what she wants. Well, it would be a lot easier. Her friends are telling you know, it would be a lot easier. It, no, 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 no. I, I, see, God has spoken to me. It's through the Word even. He's brought the Word up. And so I, I'm just going to stand there. Yeah, but don't you? Well, it doesn't make any difference what I understand. See, because uh, I, I, I know that God has, has led me in this way. Because in John 16, he said that when his Spirit comes, and how many of you know Jesus was talking about something that was going to happen, and now as we read it, it has happened. Okay, so the Spirit has come, but before the Spirit came, Jesus was describing what's going to happen. He said, when the Spirit comes, He's going he's to bring uh, conviction, and, and, and he, he, he will come and He will convict and convince and bring demonstration to the world uh, uh, about sin and judgment and, and the fact that the enemy has been, already has been defeated. But he's, this is how the Spirit of God operates, is He's going to bring conviction. See, and the problem for a lot of us is that we don't have any convictions, we have beliefs. And she, this gal here, she doesn't build her life. Her decisions aren't based on her beliefs. They are, they, they are anchored by her convictions. See, and this is hard for a lot of Christians. Because they think that a second chair, you know, compromised person probably isn't saved. No, this person is saved, born again. But they've gone beyond accepting the free gift of salvation. No, it's, it's bigger than that. See, it, it, it's bigger than that. Where, where a second chair believer, they're saved, but they're what Paul would call carnal. See, you can't be a carnal sinner. See, the third chair, this is, this is just conflict. Okay, complacency. This is, hey, I don't, you know, I'm not really into that God thing. Matter of fact, you know, maybe, I'm I just really not into that because, you know, you know really, I'm into enlightenment. I feel closer to God when I climb Badger or listen to Oprah. Not that climbing Badger's bad or that Oprah's bad, but a lot of people, man, they're, they're just, no apologies. You keep your God stuff. If that works for you, that's fine. Well, I don't need God. I don't need a relationship with Jesus. Well, that guy, he's not carnal. Paul says that's natural. That's the natural man. See, a lot of us look at the natural man like, like he's some kind of distant loser or something. No, he just hasn't made a decision to follow Jesus. Where a guy who's compromised, his life is filled with duplicity, his life is filled with compromise. He's a, he calls himself a Christ follower. He has strong beliefs. This is gonna, this, man. I'm telling you, in, in the next week or so, uh, you, you kind of got to come in. You, if you can challenge yourself and buckle up and let God get real with you, He can bring you to a place of amazing freedom. I'm talking about amazing freedom and breakthrough with results that'll last. But He's got to be able to show us, hey, this is where where you are, where you're headed's awesome. But you can't get to where you're headed if you won't admit where you're at. Because if you won't acknowledge where you are, you're going to try to take a path. You ain't there yet. 
You, you're having moments, and then you slide back down. And see, the problem, and I can, I'm going to show you in just a second. It's in the Bible. I'm going to show you in just a second. The problem with that is, is that, that people who, who represent themselves as, as A, but they live as B, produce A offspring that are C. So, you know, hey, I'm a first chair believer. But if you don't live by conviction, you're a second chair guy. And when you're a second chair guy and you're asking your kids to be first chair children, they're looking at you saying, okay, this is really important, but this is what I do. Now, I want you to do what I say is really important. And you know what they say? It's confusing because you know what? You don't actually, that's not real. There ain't no reality in what you're pushing here. And since there ain't no reality in it, I'm just going to go with the part that I've seen. And they end up, hey, no condemnation. But second chair mamas and daddies don't produce first chair children. Second chair pastors don't get first chair congregations. I'm telling you, man, God's taking me and putting my heat on the fire. Show me areas in my life where, hey, you know, you know what? Here's the deal, is, is that when you live by, by, by conviction and commitment, you, by commitment your life is shaped by the Scripture, and, 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 and you have strong convictions, when you are willing to live a compromised lifestyle, you don't, you don't you know, align your life by your convictions, you, you align your life and your decisions by comparisons. See, so you just look at other Christians. And, hey, you know, this is the way they're going, so why? You know, and, 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 you know, it's okay to live how I want to live. Because, you know, uh, here's the deal. Just apply some common sense. Let's not, let's not get fanatical. You know, isn't that weird how we say that we label people fanatics, anybody who disagrees with us? See, we make decisions that are taking us to places that are not in the plan of God. And we justify it by, by stupid things. I mean, just think about it. Well, God wants me to be happy. Um, see this single mama? Her lifestyle, she probably would never define it as obedient. She would just define it as committed. Where this guy, he wants to justify his life. I can live any way I want. God wants me happy. Well, wait a minute. If your happiness, and I'm not saying that God wants you irritated, because if he does, he's done with a lot of you. That <laughs> would. Now I know how you felt when you said, I laughed out loud when I said that to myself. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's hard to get people to laugh at when you're talking about them. But here, here's the deal. Is that if your happiness is God's ultimate goal, then he's not God. You are. See, here, here's the deal is that a second-chair guy has God on the tip of his tongue, but he has his own bottom 
on the throne of his heart. See, there, there was a season, there, there, there was a moment when uh, uh, Joshua was coming to the end of his life. And he recognized, hey, I ain't got a whole lot of time left. And he's seeing some things that are starting to stir around in the nation. And, and you've got to understand something about old Joshua, man. Joshua started out as a slave. He started seeking God and finding the direction of God and, and, and walking with God and following God. And it wasn't long till he was a, he was a desert spy. And, and, and then it wasn't long till, till he made his w- w- way up in the ranks of, of the army of the Lord. And then at the end of his life, he's running a nation. But he sees this stuff that's going on. And, and, and you know, it's like from the end of Joshua through the very first part of the book of Judges, you can see these chairs in, in great clarity. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, you, you want to look at somebody say, say, you want to go read that. Um, let's just look at a couple verses. Uh, Joshua 23, 3. You've seen everything the Lord has done. You've seen everything the Lord has done. Look at verse 10. Uh, be, one of you routes a thousand because the Lord God fights for you. Hello, somebody? I mean, you, you want to go read this stuff. Look at verse 14, 24, four, or 15. Choose for yourself, right? Hey, it, if it seems evil to you to serve God, if it just seems like the wrong thing, then make a choice. Choose. Who you're going to serve. But as for me and my house, see, you just got to get the backstory here. You just got to get it. See, you, you've heard this voice, or this verse, but, but you, you kind of got to get it. He, he, he's like, as for me and my house, see, he's fully committed to following God. Say, fully committed. And so far, you know, uh, look at verse 31. Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the elders who outlived him, who had experienced everything the Lord had done for Israel. You know, it's looking pretty good. And, uh, but as you trace the record of the elders, evidence begins to show that they served the Lord partially. See, mostly went to their advantage. And the scary part is, is dang it. That's how most of us live. See, when it's to our advantage, we're all in. They only had one military action to complete. Clean out the remaining pockets of resistance and pagan worship. And look what happened. It said, go to Judges chapter 1 and uh, verse 27 through 30. Uh, but Manasseh, and I'm, I'm going to read through these kind of quick. So just, you ready? Uh, Manasseh did not drive out the people of Bethshan and Tanakh, or Dor, and Ibliam, or Megiddo, and their surrounding settlements, for the Canaanites didn't want to leave. Okay, next verse. And, and when Israel became strong, and they did, they got really strong, but when they became strong, they pressed the Canaanites into forced labor, but never, uh, 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 but didn't get rid of them. And the Ephraimites did not, they, they didn't drive out the Canaanites living in Gezer. Uh, the Canaanites continued to live there among them. And, and uh, Zebulon didn't drive them out at, at Kitron or Nahol. So these Canaanites lived among them. Zebulon made them, had, them, had them go to work. Verse 31. And a- after that, the whole generation, after that, the whole generation had been gathered to the ancestors. Uh, another generation grew up and they didn't know God or what he had done. All of a sudden, people who are serving God, you know, man, they're they're compromising. See, uh, they didn't drive the enemy out. No, they put him to work. 
And it's like, it's kind of like when, when you have this, this epiphany that, hey, you know, we don't really got to deal with that. It's kind of working for me. Why drive the enemy out? And I figured out how to make it work for me. And, and there was a generation who grew up with a, with a compromised, you know, direction. And, and people didn't press for, uh, in, in full commitment. And, and they lived a life of duplicity. And it wasn't long until that whole next generation, they didn't know nothing about God, and they didn't serve God, and they didn't choose God. Mom and dad, mom and dad, in the middle of there, you know what they found? Oh, this is peaceful. You know, no more warfare, no more bloodshed. And look, it's working for us. Money's flowing. Peace and prosperity. That must be God's plan. Well, wait a minute. Not if he's charged you, go to war. Fight this thing. What are we going to do? You know, what are we going to do when the generation that's following us says, you know what? We kind of like some of your, you know, statements. They're really cool. Those are, those are cool. You know, you, you have some catchphrases that are awesome. But we don't see the reality in it. I mean, really, why bother? It's not meant to be a downer. Meant to, hey, come on, let's, let's turn a couple of lights on here for a minute. Because you, 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 you know what? This first chair guy, life is good. It's not easy. You know, sometimes the will of God for you isn't going to be easy. And it ain't going to be cheap. But we can't follow God only when it's to our advantage. Because we're not God. He is. And, and, and God's picture is a little bit broader than what you and I can grasp. And it might be that your children's future is going to cost you a few moments of discomfort. Now. Because in, in, instead, of, instead of letting them fit in, you know, in, instead, of, instead of you living, hey, man, I just got a couple of minutes left. Okay, are we okay? But, but instead of trying to be, you know, Junior's friend, maybe you should be his daddy. Yeah, he might not like it, but I'm going to tell you something. There, there were moments when my boys didn't like it. But I got first-tier boys in a lot of areas of their life. But in reality, in a lot of areas of their life, they owe second chair too. Why? Because in a lot of areas of our life. But your children's future? How are, you gonna, how are we going to explain this to a lost and dying generation? You know what? When it comes right down to making hard choices, we didn't have the guts. We were too consumed with self to care about where you're going to spend eternity. 
You okay? You still love me? I'm hoping, you know, I'm just hoping. See, uh, where you're sitting, matters. I'm telling you, where you're sitting, it's bigger than you. And maybe, maybe the first step, maybe the first step is, is to say, uh, I, I need to move towards God. I need to move. See, I, I want to live a life of conviction, not just comparison. I, 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 don't, I don't want the, my beliefs to be the strength of my life, because here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with allowing your beliefs to be the strength of your life. We believe stuff today differently than we believed it a little while ago. So the beliefs change. How many of you are glad? I mean, you're just glad today that you don't believe about you what you believed about you six months ago. Huh? But a conviction you know, is that anchor. And maybe it's time for you and I to, to take a step. Maybe, maybe the first step towards lasting life change. Is to say, you know what? I'm going to get God on the throne of my life. I'm I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to choose today. I'm going to choose today. Hey, as for me and my house, as as for me and my house, we're serving God. Now we might not we might not ring every bell, but trust me, there's a new commitment. Being birthed in me. You know what? Here's the cue. The cue is life. And, and here's the response. We're serving God. Why? Because we're going for the reward, which is victory in Jesus. See, a lot of us, man, a lot of us are just settling for weird results when in reality, all you need to do to change the results is to change the behavior, right? Because your behavior determines your end result. And, and maybe today we could just say, here's what I need to do. I need to make a choice. I need, I need to choose going after God. Instead of running from him, I'm running to him. I'm going to stop lying to myself. You know, I got a t-shirt and a bumper sticker. I still live for me. Now that t-shirt's awesome. That bumper sticker rocks. But you still have to make a choice. I'm going to move I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get my life right with God. I'm going to give the throne up. Here's, here's what we're going to do. I want you to close your book and bow your head for just a minute. We're going to pray together. I, I won't embarrass you. I won't call you out. I won't have you stand. But, but if you're in here today and you realize, hey, you know what? The throne of my life is not a two-seater. I got to move. I got I to gotta let God up there. So when we pray this prayer today, I'm going to make it my prayer. If you're here today and you, you, and you know, you know what? I need to get real with God so God can get real with me. I want to grow. I, I, I want real life. I, 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 don't, I don't want to fight for my way. I want to go after God. If that's you today and you're going to make this your prayer, nobody's looking around. I just want you to hold your hand up and say, Tom, thank you, ma'am. 
Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. 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 Thank you back there. Thank you. Thank you back there. Thank you. It's awesome. Thanks. You can put them down. Yeah, church, you ought to be really celebrating right there. This is awesome. So cool. Everybody in here, just pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I choose you. Come into my life and change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, celebrate today.